Boom, we're back. Just like that, the show starts. I don't go fancy. I don't go fancy. I just get into it. That's the only way to go, baby. You like that? I had to. I mean, shoot, I, I missed the I missed the entrance for a second. I had to pull a Yui real quick. So. <laughs> I'm already hyped up. I'm like, crap. I'm, I'm like half a minute late. I'm like, yo, we got to freaking run. I like it. <laughs> you know, people shit on social media all the time. And they, and they say, you know, kids are buried in their phones and their dinner and they're here. But like, if it wasn't for Instagram, this doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. Isn't I mean, it, it's, it's wild, right? It really is. I mean, in what other world would you be able to message a big guy like you or even like know who i am in the first place i'm in seattle i was born and raised there you're in vegas like yeah. what are the odds we'll ever see each other right only social media yeah and it's the power of guys who are actually willing to reach out talk communicate and work together to yeah. help other people around them that's the only way it ever happens yeah i'm always amazed at the people that i slide into the dms i've got great friends that i met by sliding into the dms i mean it's insane yeah like it's just crazy and then you know when i had dana i had dana white on the podcast last year um grant cardone slides into my dm that's how it works the week after yeah like you gotta be kidding me i mean it's 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 really the community that you build and my mentor wes watson always tells me it's not the best service you have it's the most known service that's out there yeah the best product it's the most known product so the more that you get out there and you meet and you greet the more connections you randomly will get you don't even think it's even possible right just by making that one connection yeah and all of a sudden like here here i am down in vegas i didn't even think i'd be traveling for podcasts for a hot minute (laughs) and i'm down in vegas i was just in florida for three and a half weeks like i walked away a failure because i couldn't find a house that we wanted really i was like to buy or to buy yeah yeah Yeah. really couldn't find anything no i mean the problem was like Two years ago, the same house we wanted, 3,000 square feet, whatever, was the like rates, 600K. Man, right? And that was 3%. And now it's like almost 7%. And they want like it a mil for everything. it. Yeah. Like, this ain't even the time for it. I can care less, you know? I'm cool in Seattle for now. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just growing everything right now. Would you ever move here? Just really It's depends. so good here. I mean, it really depends. I, I don't mind the two and a half hour plane ride to get here. Right. But I feel like the only reason why I was going to do Florida is because Miami's a hot spot for yep. networking and all that. For sure. The beaches are incredible. You, know, yep. you don't got a beach here. True. You know, uh, I love a little we bit of We have insane hotel pools here. That is true. But I also don't party like crazy, which is why I'm not okay. going to Miami. Okay. So it's like, what else would wait, I do Wait, did here? you just say you like the humidity? Did you actually just I say like, that? I like a bit of it. Dude. Yeah. I don't know, man. When I was here in January, I walked out of the Vidara Hotel and I got smacked in the face by the wind and all my skin cracked. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's obnoxiously bad right there, actually, outside that hotel. It's dust. like a wind tunnel. It really yeah, is right yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but what about the bugs, man? The bugs in Florida. Oh, look at this. You see this? I got this yeah. little, like mark right here and right here. Those, yeah. These ones are wild. They the only really hit you in the summertime. And you just only if you're like right on the water in the evening. But if you're like anywhere else, you're pretty much fine. Yeah. You know, you're going to deal with it anywhere, right? Well, we do want to open a studio in Miami. You just opened one that was Boca. Boca. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We just opened Boca. We're working on Dallas next. Dallas is a good spot. And, uh, Dallas, yeah. Austin, Miami. Those yeah. are all getting real big spots. There. Yeah. Yeah. But Vegas, man. I don't they know. All, everyone comes through. That's what I thought about Miami, too. I feel like it was for us, it's really between, because we haven't moved yet. Okay. It's like Dallas. And we is me, my wife, and my daughter. How old is she? She's two and a half. Okay. It, I mean, the, the rock. Two and a half, so you don't sleep much right now. Or I do mean, you? I, here's the thing. I uh, I never got up in the middle of the night for her. Okay. My wife was just incredible about it. Because she amazing. knows I, I need my man's sleep, you know. Uh-huh. I'm the provider, right? <laughs> so I got to be the one to get some sleep. Yeah. Granted, when she cries, I got to wake up. So it, it, it irks me. Yeah. It, if I'm going through like a stretch of like, because I do affiliate marketing and I do coaching. Yeah. So if, if I'm, I'm like really, really busy doing all of these things, I'm like, if it's a really stressful week. We have this guest room. I just sleep in there for a few days if I have yeah. to. If she's going through sleep regression, that's cool that she is cool with that. I mean, she gets it only because there's no argument involved. It's not like we had an argument. You're sleeping in the other room, right? It's like, hey, babe, I'm really. It's like 1 a.m. I have right. to make sure I get at least six hours of sleep tonight because I wake up at 5 a.m. on the dot every day, even in Vegas. I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning. Yeah, I got my whole routine done, worked out. By the way, the Polo Towers has a epic gym. Does it's it? Not, it's not bad at all. Wait, is that where you're staying this trip? Yeah, I just figured really? why not. Yeah, <clears throat> I didn't. I thought those were all people living there. They used to be. So Hilton just bought them. Oh, yeah. Didn't so know that. They're, they're like, I'm, I'm in a studio. And bad. the pool's on the roof still? Pool's on the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they used bad. to do after hours there back in the day. This is like 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, that was a spot late night, man. Yeah. 
It's a yeah. small area, though. I couldn't imagine how much people you can fit up there, though. Yeah, they crammed us in. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got it was you crazy. the barriers up. I was yeah. trying to get a good view and take a video up there, but it's all glass. Yeah, and it just reflected. All I saw was my my beautiful pecs. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm jealous. I, I I was hoping you'd have a shirt on when you came in today because uh, your Instagram makes me jealous. You yeah, know? I had to make oh, sure I came yeah. in with a nice polo. You got the uh, guns. You know the guns I mean? are blazing. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Was, this wasn't even me a couple years ago. Surprisingly. You know? Really. It's taken me so I started working out when I was like 17. Yeah. But I did like home workouts how do you know i'm 29 okay yeah and it's just been slowly so i think around 20 started going to the actual gym yep. instead of just working on at home yep and i never really looked like i do now i just accumulated some muscle mass over time mm -hmm. and then this um in 2021 right after all the covid stuff happened i did 75 hard you familiar with that yeah sure yeah so i didn't have a structured like diet it was like pick a diet i was like oh i'll do a keto diet yeah it's easy just bacon and eggs you yep. know and so I did that and like I lost some weight mainly not because of the diet. It was just because I was working out seven days a week, twice a day. Yep. Right. But then as soon as I finished it, I gained weight again. So I was like, what is this? Like, and I didn't even look like this. I just looked like a slimmer version of what I did, but I was yeah. always kind of big. You know, I held a lot of my weight and like my love handles and all yep. that stuff. I always laugh because like they see a lot of guys hold their weight on their like upper chest and like they're kind of like an apple shape and women are a pear shape. Yep. I got, I got the, what is the opposite of blessed. Like I got like. I got hammered with the freaking yeah. female gene. I have like a pear shape. I got these like wide, like, <laughs> like, um, uh, bones right here. Poor you. Yeah. Poor yeah. me. You know, yeah. so what I had to do must had... suck to look like this, huh? George, like poor bastards got to walk around in public like this. Just hey. looking like a fucking Dorito. <laughs> you, know, you, know how, you know how long it took me to get like the actual, like the Dorito shape? How long? A long time. I think it was like a few years ago when I started getting it. But now it's cause now my lats are way bigger now. Shoulders yeah. are big. It's like now. I don't even care about the shape. Now I just freaking stay shredded. You big. lift heavy? No. Really? No. I, so the problem was lifting heavy. My biggest issue with lifting heavy was that I'd always get injured ego lifting. Yeah. My dumb ass would grab like, go on the bench and be like, oh yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. bench 225 and I'll get a couple of them up. And then just because I'm so long, yeah. it's just way more distance. Right. You know, the thing is, if you're like five foot eight or right. less, you could bench way more than me, no problem, because you right. have half the distance. Right. But then no one looks at you when you walk by because you're not tall and handsome. Right. You know, it sucks to be you. Right. <laughs> I can't bench as much, but I look better, you know. And so, like, it was funny because I was walking right around the, the polo towers and this yeah. like, group of girls walks by. I'm all still like half asleep because I, you know, the flight. And they're like, oh, look at you, Poppy. I was like, nah, 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 keep walking. <laughs> but I'm tall, you can't miss me, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So getting this, the mass on here was, it took forever. Yeah, but I, you gotta I, eat, right? I, yeah. yeah, but here the thing is though, it's like yes and no. So when you maintain, mm -hmm. that's just like your body's good. But I was always in this surplus of calories for a long time, especially doing a carnivore diet, yeah. which is what I was doing. I was going through all these fad diets. Yeah. And then last year I kind of got fed up because I was doing, I've done 75 hard three years in a row. Yeah. And last summer I did 75 hard. And then towards the end of it, I gained weight, but I didn't look good. Mm. I was like, I was going on a mass builder for some dumb reason because I wanted to eat more. And then I got pissed because it's like, I've been working out for so long. I just want to be shredded. Mm -hmm. So I hired my current mentor, Wes Watson to get me like dialed in and I learned all my I learned he's macros. A savage. And he's a freaking beast. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to I went to his mansion mastermind in June. The guy on camera is the same guy in person, if not better. Really? Yeah. Genuine, genuine, genuine. If you ever can get him on here, just yeah. in, dude, you get him in here. I mean, this whole place is gonna flip upside down. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. epic. So he got me. I was, I was weighing 217. I'm six foot four, weighing yep. 217. Um, in two and a half months, I went from 217 to 196 just shredded wow. yeah and i was like what on earth yeah have i been doing and what, what I are did, you now right now i'm like 204 okay yeah i'm a real because basically what i ended up doing so do you know what gyno is yeah yeah sure yeah so i had gyno my whole life since i was like 13 yeah so basically when it was 217 i shredded to 196 and i still had the gyno but in december i was got, that because you used to go on the gear a little bit i've never or? been on gear really yeah never, okay yeah there's no reason you know mm. like the way i look now especially i've been tempted like yep. a, year, it was a year ago, I was like, I should just get on gear. Yeah. But what's the point? Right. Because if I'm if I look like this without it, yeah, it's all if good. I get any bigger, it's kind of awkward looking. Right. You know? And so in the whole You're thing like is, NFL wide receiver perfect right now. You know what's, you know what's really, <laughs> on, on that, you know what's really stupid about that though, is when I was in like middle school, I was on I played a couple years in football. Yeah. And they put me as a I was a middle linebacker, and for some reason they put me as a center. 
What? Tall, skinny, lanky me. Like, <laughs> Miscast. I, hey, hey I, what do you, Coach Carmona, what do you have to say about not that? Not enough fat kids at the school, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, definitely not. I was like, what are you guys doing? My brother was a center, and he was a big guy. Mm -hmm. you know. And for some odd reason, they put me there, and it made no sense. All no these, sense. No, nah, I mean, what are they going to do? It's like, it, it's not even a school football team. It was like the local league. Yeah. So, so you think whatever, you know? But why would you do that? No, you know? It doesn't crazy. make any sense. No. But either way, so I got the gyno surgery done. Because I just, I hated it. Now that I'm a yeah. coach, you know, I was always searching for like, what's my next step in life? Because I've always, I do affiliate marketing and that's great because I can make money anywhere I want. And I can yep. test whatever products I want, sell this, sell that, run all my ads to social media. That's been great. Been doing yeah. that since 2016. But I want to actually help people get better and yeah. solve all their problems in life. That's just stems from more than just looking good. Yeah. It goes really, really deep. For sure. But of course, the first thing that they see is who, what's your family like? What your finances like and what do you look like? Yep. Right. And then and then it goes deeper than that. But yep. that's your outward look. So for me, I'm like, if I'm gonna always have and shirtless, what do you look like and what are your finances like are usually a direct result of what your family was like. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And me and my wife got married really young, but yeah. the, the beauty of it was I worked at Starbucks and she was you know still living at home and she I was working that. at like uh, an old folks home at the time while she was finishing school, just like her high school. So we we got married when um, I was 21 and she was just turned 18. So at 21, you were working at Starbucks. Yeah. And then when did you leave Starbucks? Uh, so I quit my job. Well, actually, so when we got married, I had recently had started working in downtown Seattle at a tech job. That's what I got my degree in. Okay. So that was the, the dumbest freaking thing in the whole world because I lived, there was downtown Seattle. I lived about an hour outside of it. So every morning I would take the bus uh, to downtown Seattle. So I, I drive at three, uh, 30 minutes and I take the bus. Dude, the first day I got the job, this is the whole thing is I grew up in a low-income family. My, my family moved to America in the early 90s, and I was born like a year after we moved to America. Yeah. So we grew up on food stamps. My dad wasn't around. It was just my mom, brother, and grandparents in one low-income house on food stamps. That's just how all the immigrants started out, right? Yeah. On government aid. So I never had aspirations to make money. I didn't have aspirations to be an entrepreneur, anything. All I knew when I was, when I was a kid was looking around, and everyone else had a dad, and I didn't. Mm. You know, and it, it pissed me off a little bit as a kid until my mom told me something really important. Now, my dad is technically still around, yep. but he, thankfully he's not a part of my life because he was abusive. Got it. So my brother was- To you? No. So here's the thing. Oh. So he was abusive to my mom. Mm. And then my brother, um, who passed away in 2019, he, um, what was it? He was like a year or two before I was born. So we're th we were three years apart. Okay. And so he saw some of the abuse. I didn't. And so by the time I was, when my mom got pregnant, she wanted one more kid. It's like she knew that she needed to spare or something, yeah. you know? So it's, it's, it's dark, but it is what it is, yeah. right? Um, I always tell my wife, like, we need at least two kids just in case. You right. Know? You never know. You never Keep know. the bloodline going. Yes, yes. So I, um, I saw him once, I saw him three times in my life. Once, I was like three, four years old. He comes over. He was a car mechanic, and my mom's car broke. Yep. So he came by, and I got excited. I had my aunts and uncles telling me, like, stories about him, you know, all those crazy things he did when, when they were together. And I, I was like, yeah, whatever. It's my dad. I got excited. And so he came over and I was like skipping around all excited. He's sitting on the couch, kind of where you are. My mom was right over there. And I'm like walking across the hall and he grabs me to like, to be a dad or whatever. He right. just grabbed me and I look up at him and I freak out. It's like, you know how dogs can sense their owners and like how they feel? Sure. Yeah. I felt the same thing as a kid. And I looked up and I smacked him. I felt, cause I felt, really? I felt terror, you know, because kids always know it's, it, it's weird. They have that instinct. The, the it's dark just, inside. Yeah. yeah. And I ran to my mom. I didn't see in my entire life after that. No one from my family ever reached out on that side. Yeah. And a year or two after that, I was very kind of sad about it. And my mom told me, she said, listen, I know you don't have a father on this earth, but you have a father in heaven who's guiding you, who's there for you, and will always be there for you. So whenever you don't, you feel like there's lack, just know that God is that father for you, and he mm -hmm. will always be there for you. And that's been our guiding stone my, our entire life. So for me, my biggest thing in my life is faith, family, finances, and fitness. That's like my big four mm. Fs. And so I'm big in my faith. I mean, especially like now, like this year for I don't know how many people, it's been hectic. Yeah, A lot of stuff going on. I've yeah. been like really pushing the brand and then I'm working on the business, but it's just like, seems like everything is all crazy in this world, right? Right. So I keep my, my main things the main thing. And so basically with the faith, that's kind of how we all guided ourselves growing up. But I never even cared about entrepreneurship really until... I was dating my girlfriend. We only did, so basically we met in was it July of 2014? Yep. We started dating around then. I proposed in January of 2015, and we got married in August of 2015. 
And wow. we've married since. And so the thing is, when I, when I went into a relationship with her, I went only to get married. It sounds super weird. We're both Ukrainians. We're both, like, she... Really? Her parents are separated, uh, and her dad already, like, remarried and stuff like that. But, yeah. So we both kind of had broken homes growing up. And so we all... Both of us had the same exact idea in our heads. Like, we just want to get married to someone that we can grow with, and we, we both understand our roles. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, it's not like I'm... The crazy boss she's the crazy boss or anything like that it's like we work together as a unit and she understands mm-hmm. what a household should look like mm-hmm. right so she doesn't work she's at home with our she's the homemaker she makes everything happen like dude, i can't imagine doing like the dishes and all that stuff like no thank you you know i gotta i gotta make the money right i don't deal with any of that stuff and she does and so everything we do is together as a matter of fact she's the biggest advocate like i was just going through a bunch of stuff because i mean i was in florida for th- three and a half weeks right i'm like man oh crap i gotta go to vegas i'm like so stressed out i'm like checking on all this other stuff with business. And my wife was like, hey, get it together. You got to get to Vegas. I was like, okay. She's, wow. she's the advocate. She knows. Gotta love that. Dude, I mean, yeah. you have to have a strong woman to push a man to the highest, the 100%. highest possible. You know, if it wasn't for her, I always say, it's like my mom is super important to me because she's also huge in my life. Yep. She's like five minutes away from me still. And she always watches our daughter and all that. And then my wife, because she knows that, the role that she has is to support the husband who's the bread breadwinner. Mm-hmm. She can't be stressing me out like crazy all the time. Like, yeah, we have conversations and arguments like every relationship, but I find it such a blessing because I know there's a lot of conversations and I'm pretty sure you have tons of them yeah. with people, with women who are 35, 40 years old and still dating and they can't find a guy because they're so, they're already set in their ways at that age. Mm-hmm. And it's harder to find a guy who's, you know, income level and all that's different. And well, we grew up together basically right. you know so we've been going through problems we've been we've learned right. through time and we never give up like we've had plenty of times where we're just like i don't even want to be together anymore and then boom a week later kiss and make up we learn from it we move forward that's the way we see it that's great you know and the best thing is like because we we're so big in our faith there's no infidelity there's no any of that like i trust her like crazy mm-hmm. and I'm, now she trusts me even more because yeah. one crazy thing is before i was actually able to coach people the biggest advice i ever had growing up was I got addicted to porn, which mm. was, it sounds weak for most people because my, my, my vice has never been like alcohol, drugs, none of that, gambling, none of that. It was just always that dark thing in the corner where it eats at your soul, mm-hmm. you know? And I tried everything in the book. I, I mean, I would, I would go to like pastors. They'd help me for like a week. And it's like, if you don't fix the root problem and the cause, you mm-hmm. don't make the man want to search for something better, he will always revert to his old vices. That's why the alcoholic, for example, if all they think about is avoiding alcohol what's going to be around them a lot more often alcohol and the temptation for sure you have to fix the man to the point where they go into a club and they offer drinks then you just don't even care right like you're too busy focusing on like a conversation with a business guy or or doing something else for me now after i healed myself and it's been a year not once i can care less and and a matter of fact even with like looking at chicks and they walk by i could care less is is nothing to do with like the reverence for my wife. Like that that should have been since 2015, the reverence mm-hmm. for my wife. Like, look her up on Instagram, she's smoking hot. So there's no reason I should have been looking anywhere else. Right. But men, there's always you ever read the book Outwitting the Devil? No. So it's by Napoleon Hill. And the whole premise of the book is Napoleon Hill has a conversation with the devil, and he basically coaxes him and tells him all the things that the devil tricks humanity into doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like what they call the habit of drifting. It's basically hitting the snooze on the alarm in the morning. All these little things that stray you away from being optimized in the way that you want to live your life. Right. Right? And so the devil uses all these little tricks, right? The stupid little things that you don't think are important are really important. Like hitting snooze, like making the right food choices, like deciding to go to the gym or not, deciding to take a risk and go out to Vegas. Mm -hmm. You know, like all of these things are all risks. Right. But you have to understand the difference between when the devil's trying to come after you or is it really that boss version of yourself that's telling you that this is what has to be done because you are on a different mission of life. Yeah. And so what I always say to the guys that I coach is especially with the guys that I help get rid of alcohol and their vices, I say, stop thinking about the alcohol. Stop thinking about ways to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Just chase the man you've always wanted to become. Yeah. Focus on your goals and tackle them every single day. That's why I don't even care. And so whenever I have a temptation or a thought, like a girl's at the gym, I'm in the mirror, I look at it and I laugh. I make fun of it because it's I don't even care. So if a girl walks by and she's smoking hot, I'll look at her and be like, cool, look at that outfit, great, she's a beautiful human being, move on, I don't care. I don't lust after her, I don't care. I look at my wife, I'm like, damn, babe, what's up? And it's a different, it's totally different. Right, because there's a connection. 
it's there's always been a connection, but I changed. Mm -hmm. And ever and as soon as I was able to do that to myself, I was like, it's go, it's go time. I got yeah. shredded. I was like, dude, and people have been asking me for years, like, what was my workout routine? What do I do? But I didn't look the way I look now. I just was always working out. People kind of just saw that I had some size. Yeah. But until I was able to get shredded, and then when I was telling you I got the gyno surgery, they pulled out like four pounds from my body. Um, so does that hurt that surgery? Like recovery? Oh yeah, it's pretty painful. It does, huh? Yeah. So because it basically it um I mean, I've never got a boob job before. So this right. is, I did the reverse. <laughs> right, right, right. I basically do what the kids, what the what the girls do these days, you know? They just get rid of them. Right. Right? So. <laughs> <laughs> George. <laughs> you know, hey, it's funny because imagine I was back when I was 13 years old. Be like, hey, you got boobs now. I guess it's time to transition. Right, right. You know? I'm, I'm, glad when I, I'm glad when I grew up, it was just like, hey, that's just something normal that's like a third of the kids have. And sometimes right. it goes away. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. Like, okay, mine just never went yeah. away. Yeah. But it was brutal because. Everything you do involves your chest. Yeah. And it was, I was just glad I did it in like December. And you don't realize that everything you do involves your chest until you have surgery like that. Correct. Right? Chest correct. and back, man. Yeah. It's yeah. the most, like, dude, especially like lower back pain. Oh, yeah. Man, I did everything. Yeah. yeah. So when I was all recovered and stuff by January, I weighed in at 192. And then from January to March, I did a, it's what I teach a lot of my clients to do is do a reverse diet. And I, and I did a really mm. clean bulk. So okay. by the time I finished it, end of March, I weighed 217 again. But I have the photos. A on my clean Instagram. bulk, meaning yeah. just I can, tripling I can, down on protein. No, or... I, I control my macros in a way mm -hmm. where every week I'm adjusting one of them up mm. very carefully. And the thing is, it's people always hate the idea of counting your macros or like following a, a program. But how else are you supposed to ever see any yeah. kind of meaningful? I like success? it. Yeah, I like the it. The thing is, it's not difficult. Yeah. Well, as soon as you get a coach to tell you like, hey, this is what a macro is, this is what a carb, fat, and protein is, and then you put it into an app, you just hit copy and paste every day. Like, why do people always freak out so much? Like, well, what if I wanted to eat chocolate? Dude, if you know your macros, you literally just go, oh, that's how many carbs it is. I just won't have as much rice that day. You know, right. it's like people are, they just overthink and they complain. Right. If you, if you want abnormal results in life, you have to work on them. Yeah. That's the only thing. Yeah. Right? It's the only way you can see achievable results. Yeah. You have to track it. I can't believe I weighed when Dana White did the podcast in October, last October, I weighed 207. Mm -hmm. Today I weighed 174. Damn. I went on keto. He went on keto mm -hmm. um, with Gary Brecka. I don't know if you, you yeah, know yeah, who Gary Brecka is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, then he got me on there. And uh, the first 10 days was brutal. And then after that, it's easy. I was like, keto flu, huh? Yeah. It was uh, awful. Yeah. I've it was keto fucking terrible. Times. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now it's easy. Like I don't even I don't even think about you it. You still do keto? Uh, yeah, but I mean, I guess I don't. Technically, I guess I don't because I I definitely have like I'll have white potatoes now, mm -hmm. and that's not keto friendly. I, mean, normally, I, did, a, but, I did a carnivore diet, then I turned yeah. into an animal based diet. So I was eating potatoes, yeah. berries. I'll have a little rice you know. now, yeah. but I don't go crazy. And like yeah. even like on a fight night now, now that I'm like kind of dialed in. I mean, I'm not at your level, but uh, yeah. now that I'm like more dialed in. If there's a UFC fight and I'm watching it at home, I might have a slice of pizza or two and yeah. it's okay. But I used to eat the whole fucking pizza. Like literally. Oh, the, the whole pizza. That is also a funny thing of the habit of drifting. Yeah. Because especially when you're dieting, like if, and I've made this mistake many times, because as soon as you, you uh, heal yourself in one area, yeah. there'll be a temptation somewhere else. Because the whole goal of the devil or the enemy, whatever you want to believe with that, I say it's the devil, but whatever. As soon as you say, cool, I'm not hitting snooze anymore. Hey, I'm not going to drink alcohol anymore. Then there's another thing that th that tries to come into your life right. to take you off, right? You replace one addiction with the other. Correct. Right? Yeah. And the best way to overcome all of this is to be very hyper aware and always chase a goal that you have. I say you have to chase the elite version of yourself. And I call my group the Lion's Tribe because a lion wakes up every day hungry. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. They don't got a freezer chest in, the, in their little... What, they right. don't even have a hut, right? right. <laughs> they don't got a freezer chest somewhere like like in the ground. Right. Every day they wake up, the lioness hunts. And what happens also when the lioness is trying to tackle... A gazelle is easy. What about an elephant? It's all they came across. Mm -hmm. You have to have a tribe of lionesses and then the big old lion, worst case scenario, comes out there and they tackle it together. But every day they wake up hungry with a mission. They don't sit around lazily just right. hoping something's going to happen. Just, you know, yeah, they sleep, but... They get it done. Right. And that's the whole thing. Yeah. That's the mentality of the line. It gets up hungry and it just does not matter what it takes. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you really want to change, like I've even had guys sign on for just one to two months because they, they once were ripped, then they put on some extra weight because, oh, they started eating pizza. Oh, alcohol. Oh, beer. Yeah. And then, oh, it's football, football season now. Always with the boys doing all this stuff. And then you don't look as good six months later. Yep. 
They're like, dude, I need to get aligned. I'm like, boom, hit these macros, hit these workouts. I have a call every single week. We align you mentally and you naturally will just go, okay, shoot, I got to hit these numbers. But, and then you see yourself transform and then you're like, wow. Right. Once you start seeing the results, it gets addicting, man. It's yeah. like, you're not, you don't, you won't screw it up. No. You know, once you start thing. seeing abs start popping, it's like, oh, shit. I mean, I didn't have that till I'm going to be 53 next month. I didn't have abs until in 2019. Same thing. I lost 30 pounds. I just went on like low carb, high protein, yep. basically, you know, cut out the sugar, sugar and carbs, right? Sugar and bread, the, mm. the devil. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like crazy how easy it was. Like I always heard people say like abs are made in the kitchen, not the gym. It's oh, what yeah. you what you do outside the gym, you know, for the hour outside the gym or the 24, three hours outside the gym, not the hour in mm -hmm. the gym. Yeah. You know, I always heard that and it makes logical sense. But until you actually do it, you realize, A, it's right. And B, it's easy. It's not hard. No, I mean, you could it's like even, even, even when I tell my guys, it's like, listen. Most of them I do, I, it's funny, I do a higher carb um, diet. Okay. Because when you're cutting, the carbs help fuel you in the gym. Yep. Right? You, you're That's what Flex Lewis said, said to me. Correct. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, even my mentor, like, Wes, he does pretty much, he's pretty much a carnivore now. Yeah. You know? But, like, when you really are trying to get dialed in and, like, cut, the carbs are very beneficial, especially for the fuel. But, however, when you're maintaining, do a keto diet. At the end of the day, it's calories in, calories out. Yeah. Make sure you have sufficient protein. Usually it's, like, a pound of... Uh, it's a gram per lean body mass. Yeah. So even if you weigh 200 pounds, well, if you only have 170 pounds of lean body mass and you're eating 30 extra grams of protein, that's just excess calories. Yeah. You're better off putting it into fat or carbs, mm -hmm. right? But I simplify it for everybody. And especially when it comes to reverse dieting. Mm -hmm. When I finished my bulk, I was doing 1,000 grams of carbs a day. Wow. And really? Like, yeah. 1,000 grams and of I carbs. And I still had abs. Wow. Yep. So let me ask you this. So I like that I've got abs now. I like that I, I didn't even know I had 33 or 4 pounds to lose uh, no back does. then. Yeah. Um, I don't have to look at my chubby face on clips on Instagram anymore. <laughs> um, but now I kind of feel like I miss kind of having some size. Yep. I've, so I'm 173, 174 is kind of where I fluctuate. I think I want to be 185, but on the right side of 185. Mm -hmm. How do I get there now? What I tell a lot of my guys too is I'll always I always start cutting them or at least setting them on on I have a formula on their body weight, their size, what they look like, and I set them up on macros. Most of them I start off similar and then I adjust as we go. Mm -hmm. I give them about like a few weeks to a month to see what happens to their body. If they gain a pound or two, boom, we'll adjust it. If they lose weight, great. But you have to have some kind of baseline to know what you're adjusting. Mm -hmm. So when I was doing my reverse diet, I started off increasing carbs and then fats. And, and then when I started getting size, I was like, okay, I had a body scan done at the gym. And I was like, well, I have to increase my protein now. So I did that. But everything's methodical. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know what you're eating currently, you're not tracking it daily, you don't know what lever to pull up or down. Got it. Right? So if you started eating for a few weeks, just what you're eating currently, just track it, get a baseline. And all you got to do is either increase carbs or fats and just make sure your protein's sufficient. For you, probably 160, 155 grams of protein mm -hmm. be more than enough. But then once you start getting to your 180s, maybe you'll increase five grams of protein. Right. But initially, I'd say probably fats or usually I'd say carbs when you want to bulk. Mm -hmm. And then when you're maintaining or cutting, you can mess with keto all you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's how you would do it. And I do it every week. I'll do slow adjustments every single week. Because the, the issue that everyone has when it comes to losing weight is what they call yo-yo dieting. Right. Right. They will lose weight. And this happens to a lot of people, especially people who do 75 hard, because not only are you following some kind of diet they tell you to do in 75 hard, but you're also working out twice a day, seven days a week. Right. As soon as you stop working out twice a day, seven days a week, and if you eat the same, you're going to gain weight. Right. It's just math. Correct. Right? Yeah. So the thing is, when people hop on my program, I say, don't do cardio. Don't. If you want to do any kind of cardio, just go on a walk after you eat 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes, every single meal, maybe twice. If you eat three times a day, maybe twice a day. Yeah. But the, all that really does is it speeds up your metabolism. And if you have issues with your blood sugar, it lowers your blood sugar. Better yeah. than metformin, funny mm -hmm. enough. And so, and it also clears your head. And I do zero cardio, by the way. You don't even need to. Mm -hmm. I don't do cardio ever. The only cardio I do is in the bedroom and mm -hmm. after I eat, that's it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or now that I'm in Vegas, I'm walking around a whole bunch. But like, yeah. other than that, I, I never go on elliptical, never run a treadmill. I can yeah. care less. Yeah. If I want cardio, I'm going to do burpees. Because at least I'll get some freaking chest veins popping out when I'm done. I'm all sweating and beautiful. Right. You know, that's different. That's like a different kind of cardio. Right. But you're, I mean, it's, there's no point. And I've had like, so many people get on my program like, how much cardio should I do? I'm like, just yeah. don't do it. Yeah. You don't need it. How much rest do you take in between sets? 
depending on the workout, um, if it's like a heavy lift, like a chest or back, usually 60 seconds to 90, okay. especially when you're doing heavy compound moves. Like when you're doing pull-ups, eh, 60 seconds is fine. But if you're doing like a heavier chest press or you're doing like over, like bent over rows, I'll have it go like 90 seconds. Mm -hmm. Squats around 90 seconds, leg press the same. But I mean, when I do quad extensions, I'm like, I'll do FST seven, which is like, you do 15 reps and you do seven sets of it with 30 seconds in between. And you're doing like, one of the lowest weights on the on right. the quad extension and maybe, you're just burning you're oh my 30 seconds as soon as you finish seven I, sets yeah i don't even i never wear apple watches or anything only yeah. in the gym yeah. i set that sucker i don't touch my phone because if i touch my phone at the gym it's game over uh -huh. i'm just on there scrolling again <laughs> or only thing i'll ever touch my phone is to put in my sets and my reps yeah but in the weight but i'll grab it 30 seconds boom and i'll sit there 30, you know, just 15 knocked out. And by the end, I'm like the lowest rung on there. And my, my veins and my quads are just destroyed. Really? They're popping out like crazy. Yeah. And you do that how many times a week will you do that? Uh, twice a week. Twice so a week. I, I do, um, I do push pull legs twice a week. Okay. So it's, I do, um, push, which is chest, shoulders, yep. triceps, then do abs that day. And then I'll just do pull, which is back biceps and lats and yep. then legs. And I'll repeat that sequence. Then I'll do, um, I'll throw calves in there and then I'll throw in abs. So you'll do all that in the same day. No, that's, that's, that's six days a week. So oh, I'll, six I'll days a week. So, okay, so, okay, so okay, Monday, gotcha. So Monday, Thursday is push, pull. Is, okay, okay. Uh, push, and then Tuesday, Thursday is pull. Yep. Yeah, and but when, I'm, when I'm on vacation, like when I was in Florida, it was a bit more difficult. Like I have workout programs specifically for my clients if they travel. Yeah. It's like you get like $20 like workout bands from Amazon. You can work out anywhere. But for me, I'm like, eh, I just, I, I, did, I do them occasionally, but I'm like, I'll just do burpees. You know, I'll right. just knock out tons of burpees and just do push-ups and just body weight stuff. But... I'll do full body workouts typically when I'm traveling. Because I don't, do you know Alex, Alex Ramosi? I don't know him personally, but I know who he is. Yeah, for so sure. What, yeah, the great. one thing he talks about a lot now is he just does full body three times a week. Yeah. Because for him, when he had a lot more time, he, the most optimal thing you can do is do push pull legs twice a week. Because you're hitting your muscle groups twice a week at lower volume, and you have to hit 10 to 20 sets per body part, preferably twice a week to get the maximum amount of muscle gain. Okay. But the thing is, if you're knocking out like 20 sets of chest on Monday and Thursday, you're overdoing it. Got it. It's, at that point, it becomes unnecessary. And, the, and they're also the reason to touch back on the whole thing about the, um, you're asking how much, if I lift heavy. Yeah. I relatively do, but not really. So I do a lot of uh, reps between 15 and 25. That's what Dana's doing. Yeah. Because the whole thing is too- He's doing I like got, three sets of 15. Correct. Yeah. Like moderate- to lightweight yeah because the whole thing is you just need to get as much effort in those 15 reps as you can mm -hmm. but the more weight you add especially if you're not a power lifter what's the whole point right like if the guy next to you was lifting more weight it does not matter if right. you're bigger than him who cares yeah, that's the whole point is like you're in the gym if you're a power lifter you're powerlifting. i'm not a power lifter right i look this the way i do but it's not that i'm doing anything crazy I'm just picking a good weight, mm -hmm. and like yeah, occasionally I'll like I'll I'll push a little bit harder. But every time I do, I swear something happens to my body. Like I'll either pull my shoulder a little bit, yeah. or something will tweak out, and there's no benefit. Yeah, it's ego lifting. That's mm -hmm. the whole thing. They they always make the joke about ego lifting, and it's it's an actual thing. Yeah, for sure. You know. Yeah. So I don't do it, and now that I work out twice a week, it it ends up being really bad for your body for lifting heavy tw twice a week per body part. Yeah. That's a lot of tear and wear on your body with no benefit. Okay. And how about, uh, you're in airports a lot. Mm -hmm. Food. What do you do? Oh, Chipotle Panda Express. Really? Yep. <laughs> That's your go-to. Well, the it? thing is, okay. for you, it's a little bit different. For me, I just get, I just get the rice bowl with chicken on it, double right. smoked chicken. Done. Right. Done. That's it. Yeah. Easy. And then, you know, if you're at Chipotle, I'll add like the lettuce on there and some yeah. salsa. Because that's what a lot of people will say, right? Oh, I'm yeah. on the go. I travel a lot. I can't eat right. But that's just an excuse. I mean, that's the easiest thing to do. I, or any, if you don't find There's always chip chicken and rice somewhere. Correct. So like when I went up to San Diego for the Mastermind, there wasn't a Chipotle. There wasn't a uh, Qdoba that was open. There was a random Thai restaurant. And I was like, do you, there wasn't even on the menu. I was like, can I just have chicken breast and rice? And they were like, yes. And I was like, just right. give me extra chicken. Because right. at least when I'm traveling, I don't, I can't really count the macros that well. They're like, this is why I don't like people who on the program go, how often can I eat out? I'm like, if you really want to change your body, just give yourself 90 days of just, just be strict for once in your life. Yeah. You know, like yeah. after two months, if you want the occasional dinner right. out, like if you go to a steakhouse, I say grab the leanest cut of a, of a filet yep. or any kind of strip, make sure it's the leanest cut. It's like usually top sirloin, or if you can get Piedmontese filet, excellent. And nine times out of ten, you ask the wait, you ask the waiter, "Hey, 
How many ounces is the steak? Oh, it's eight ounces. Pull up your app. Eight ounces of filet mignon. Boom, done. Oh, that's uh, mashed potatoes. How much is that? You ask them, boom, done. And you put it in the app. It's not the most accurate, but you get a baseline. And because right. you're you're monitoring it, you're not going to go off the bandwagon and order the cheesecake and grab all the extra, you know, the bread and the butters right. and all that right. stuff, right? The whole thing is if you want to see change in your body and be like the 1% that actually has a six-pack, I mean, it's more rare to have a six-pack in America than be a millionaire. Wow, that's crazy. Imagine now that you're yeah. a millionaire and you have a six-pack. Like, my man, you are the 1% of the 1%. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's what's crazy to me. Yeah. And it's always that funny disconnect, right? It's like you either have the guy who is shredded in the gym, he's a trainer, but he has doesn't have two pennies rubbed together, or you have the millionaire who's overweight and he's he's just like now he's in his 50s and he's like, man, I'm just so lethargic. It's like, well, yeah, you made all this money, but now your health is your number one, prior, number one priority. It's not difficult to put them together. If you're going to eat, I mean, if you're a busy person, mm -hmm. iconmeals.com. If I give you yeah. macros, you go to Icon Meals, and you just say, he gives me this, carbs, fats, proteins. You can select how much of what food you want, and they ship it to you. You have three to five meals a day split into the macros I give you, and you don't even have to think. Yeah. I have a bunch of my clients who do that because they're just, they, they don't really care to count them. And for me, it's easy. It's like the same thing every day. Right. Because I'm at home all the time. Yeah, I don't mind eating the same thing every day. A lot of people have trouble with it, but I... So here's the thing. How how hard is... Like, the food I eat is delicious. It's not like... Right. It's, like, my breakfast is usually, like, oats or, like, a, a creamy buckwheat, and I'll have berries on it with some honey, mm -hmm. and I'll have, like, a scramble with, like, egg whites, a couple of eggs, and then, like, turkey bacon or just, like, a leaner cut of bacon. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants that. Right. That's what they normally have, but if they're sitting there with tons of oats and there's tons of just, like, syrup all over it, then you ruin the meal. Right. But my meals are freaking delicious. And so I don't ever think to like grab extra food because I'm like, dude, this satiates me. And when you eat whole foods that are really good quality yeah. and you're already full anyways. Right. The problem is that you either you, you grab the Doritos, you grab like the Coke or whatever. Yeah. And you just you don't realize how much calories you're taking in because it's just bottomless. Right. What does a snack look like for you? I rarely snack. Really? Yeah. The problem is like so I have three set meals and then I have my protein shake after I work out. So you're not even hungry, really. Yeah, right? it's, it's only when I like am like really cutting mm -hmm. that I'll get I'll I'll start to like smell food. <laughs> yeah, so when I was ending my cut in uh, end of October, we went so Seattle. It's a crazy place, you know. It's super liberal, and it's just you know it's getting worse all the time. Mm -hmm. It kind of ruined a beautiful state. Just how it goes, right? Look at Cali and all these places. It just yeah. gets ruined. California is crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole West Coast is bananas. The West Coast is yeah, nuts. It's like, it's like, hey, yeah. we care about the environment, but we're just going to let all these arsonists set fires everywhere I mean, it's and, crazy. Blame the, and blame the climate. You know Did I mean? you see the video a couple days ago on Instagram? We actually showed it on the podcast last week, I think. Um, these guys just going into like the Louis Vuitton or Gucci, going in the Gucci oh, store and just that. coming out with like bags of stuff, like, it was like 20 Century people. City or something, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uncontested, just. No, because the security guard's like, yeah, it's not my paycheck. Right. Know. It's not worth it. It's not no. worth him dying over, getting beat up over it. Like, yeah, who so, cares? So I was actually, I saw that. I was listening to Patrick by David's podcast. Yeah. And he had on the mayor of Miami. Mm -hmm. And he's like, try that here. Because mm -hmm. Miami, when they had like the, the BLM rides and stuff like that, it was yeah. like for the first day and they shut it down real quick. But then like everywhere else, like Seattle. I'm not even, I don't even, when I, at that time, I lived like in a city called Kirkland outside of Seattle. Yeah. But they were still rioting there. And I like I had friends on uh, at the time I had a Snapchat which I don't have anymore, but I had friends living in this city called downtown Bellevue, which is a beautiful area. It's yeah. like where all the tech jobs are. Yeah, it's, sure. It, it's really nice. Um, and there I lived in a tower, and one of my friends was taking a video of them bringing pallets of bricks in. Just wow. like oh yeah, like that wasn't planned at all. Right. You know? And but at the time I started hearing like people coming to my city and like I I had just built a little arsenal for myself. I had my AR, my yeah. shotgun. I, I was went like, did the same thing in twenty twenty. I did the same thing. Yeah. 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 So that's what that's what sparked my whole like, do I go to Florida? It's been like a whole yeah. whole journey of going down there. Yeah. And the more years go by, the more we want to go. Yeah. But it's just there's a lot of other things involved with that, you know? Like we went down to Florida and there's every house is like I I don't like dealing with physical labor mm -hmm. or all of that nonsense. So like I've been renting for a long time because so I don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. And all these houses, it's like, okay, yeah, I can rent, but Florida rent is just dumb. Yeah. It's like it's like seven grand for a basic house in yeah. Sarasota. I'm like, I don't even, that can't even justify that. Right. Because the houses are crusty and they're like these like early 80s homes. Right. 
And then you want to get it. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, they do. Because all the snowbirds from like New York are making like millions and millions a year. They don't care. Yeah. They'll just rent it out. Yeah. Right. So we're looking at these houses and it's like, great. The flooring's crap. You got to do all this stuff. I'm like, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. So now we're like, okay, we should just build a house. But then we we're looking at these two, these two builders. And the problem was the lots weren't facing the way that my wife wanted. Which is, I mean, when you're building a house, like it's really important where the lots are. Of course. Because the Florida houses, they don't have many windows on the sides of the house. Yeah. Just because of the heat and the storms and all yeah. that. So it was just super important to her. And I was like, you know what? I don't got time for this. I'm just going to go back. We're just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on the brand. I'm going to focus on all that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, let's talk about the brand. What, what does the brand look like five years from, what does it look like now? What does it look like five years from now? Oh, dude, that's like where my entire future is going. You know, I, it's, it's always, it's funny because I've been a big talker for a long time. I've always, I wanted to be a car salesman when I was uh, in <laughs> high school, before I got my, like my, my tech degree. I did, the, I got the tech degree because it was a, the smart move. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did running start, which is basically like you could finish high school and college at the same time. Did that with my brother. Um, he did it before me and then I followed in his footsteps. But I did that because like I thought that everything was going into the tech world, which it is. Yeah. So I was like, well, why do I need sales? I'll just go into the tech field. But like, I've always felt like I looked like a really handsome dude. And I was like, I'd be a really good salesman, but I wanted to just be safe. Mm-hmm. That was my issue. Cause I grew up, I just wanted to be safe. And so I did that and then I started going and then I, one of my friends actually, I met at my cousin's wedding right before I got married. He pulled up in a yellow Lamborghini mm-hmm. and he came out all suave with his blonde wife and his hair slicked back and had Versace glasses. And I was like, dude, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And at the time I was like, I just learned about this network marketing thing called Amway. And I had signed up and then just asked for a refund after a, a week because it was this like weird, I have to like talk to people in like Starbucks and like yeah. have them sign up for a business. Right. It was just really scammy. But because you talk to people, I was like, oh, I like talking to people. Yeah. Maybe this is a good thing for me. So I started seeing things. Like, I was like, told my wife, I was like, before we get married, I, we either either get my tech job and then you find a job doing something with a business degree or whatever, and then we just live a mediocre life. Or you let me, because my friend with the Lambo was like, hey, I do affiliate marketing. So I started looking it up online and I was like, babe, if there's any time to start a business, it would be right now. And so when we got married, uh, we were living in low-income apartments, but then we moved to the city where we live now called Monroe. And we were in the small townhome. My mom could only afford a townhome. And it was really tiny. And so my mom, when we got married, gave us her master bedroom. Mm-hmm. And so I had the bed there, and then I had my computer desk where I was working. So I'd work 6, um, 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, four days a week, and I'd have three days off. But every single day, I would come home from work, and then I would go at that desk and just work until like 2 in the morning. i go back to work in the morning, barely any sleep for like a year. And after that, I went and, you know, went downtown. I got an LDRA. Yeah. We did all that all that stuff, you know. But the whole thing for me is that affiliate marketing business is not a sustainable. It, it could be if you built a really big operation. But at the same time, like, I I feel like there was a bigger calling on my life. Hmm. And so during all, like, all the COVID nonsense, um, I was listening a lot to Andy Frisella's podcast. And then he got me to do 75 Hard. Yeah. One thing he talks about is having a business that is either a service or a product that you feel really good about, that you can tell everybody about. And so I was toying between starting a CBD brand or having some kind of service. And I was like, I really wanna help people. Mm-hmm. And people were telling me they they're always asking about my body and workouts and my meals and all that stuff. And then I happened to like, my mentor Wes Watson went on Andy Frisella's podcast and I was like, yo, this is, this just resonates with me. And so I you know, went on his fitness program and then I went on his business program and I was like, I, this to me is insane because I've been seeing guys transform yeah. underneath me yeah. and like get a six pack. And I, one of my first clients, he signed up for a year. Like that's a lot of trust a year. That's two grand up front. He paid me and he hasn't, he, he's drank alcohol a couple times this year, but that was just cause there was like a month ago. Cause they were in some wine, winery event, but his whole thing was, I was telling you about, he, he was the guy that said, I want to stop drinking alcohol, but every time I'm out and about, he's a real estate guy. He's a huge real estate guy. He would always get, he'd always have a drink, and then it would turn into food, and then he yell, and then he maybe have an argument with his wife. So it was this whole, is this whole thing. Yeah. So we met up, and I was like, "Listen, your problem is you think too much about the alcohol. Stop. Like, think about the people you're there to network with. Think about your goal at the end of the day. Think about your vision. Think about your wife. Think about all the things that you want to do when you tackle in life, so that when that comes up." You are not the victim anymore. Mm-hmm. You won that. You won that entire battle. Think about it in that way. Your mind is the most powerful tool that you have. Yeah. And the more people that sign up and they ask me like, 
like I've had been asked more than once, what's your, what's your five-year plan look like? Man, I want to get on stage. I want to help thousands upon thousands of people. And what's crazy is I tell you my faith is so important in my life. In, um, in April around, it was on Easter Sunday, there was this big event that, that um, we went to. And I went down to this like altar call that was there just because me and my wife were like, you know, where are we going in life? Because this is whole transitional period because I'm doing both the personal brand now and the, in the business. So I'm like nonstop. I'm like DMing people. I'm helping people with the coaching. I'm trying to reach out. And then I'm also got the business running. And I'm trying to manage all this stuff and be a family man and stay disciplined and all that stuff. So right. it's like you just got to balance a lot at one time when you're going multiple things. And so I'm, I'm like walking down to the stage and this guy stops me and he goes, Hey, I don't know, you don't know me, I don't know you, but I feel like God wanted me to tell you that you're going to touch thousands upon thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people in your life, and you're going to transform their lives. I don't know what that means for you, but I just want to let you know that. And I was like, "Wow, you don't even know what that means to me, bro. Yeah. Because I want to be able to heal people like my mentor healed me. Mm -hmm. I don't care about a, a porn anymore. Like, even in Vegas, these chicks walk by like we're yeah. nothing. I don't even pay attention. I'm, like, texting or I'm, like, walking yeah, around. Yeah, you're in the temptation capital of the world right now. And I don't even care. <laughs> I'm and trying to get you to move here before I knew all, all that story. <laughs> but the thing is, even if I did, I wouldn't care. You could care. do it, yeah. I wouldn't care. Yeah. That's the you're whole thing. Wired. You're wired. You're, you're, your wiring has changed. It's, yeah. I'm a totally different person. Yeah. You know? So that's the whole thing. And so my five-year plan is I want to continue to grow it. And yeah. then I want to offload all my other business stuff and just focus fully on this. My mentor makes millions a month. I'm like, shoot, give me yeah. six figs a month and I don't have to work any, I don't have to work on my business. Right. And all I'm doing is helping people yeah. and growing and changing them for yeah. good. That to me is the most right. insane thing. When you take a man who's yeah. like, I want to get better in life, ah, but yeah. I'm having issues with alcohol, drugs. Yeah. My wife doesn't really respect me. This one dude I was talking yesterday was like, yeah, my girl poked me in the belly and like kind of like made a joke. And I was like, dude, that's, you got to fix that, bro. Right. Like stop being a victim. Like yeah. you got to be optimized in all areas of life. Yeah. Like when you walk in and you see a man who's, who's jacked, like, First thing I saw when, when I came in, I knew you were fit, but I, I saw the bicep vein and I was like, yo, this man knows what's up. <laughs> I'll take it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, a man is disciplined in life and is successful in life. Yes, there are guys who are rich, who are overweight or out of shape. Yeah. Sure. But most of the time, you know, a man is disciplined when he can make his body yeah. into the way that he wants it. Yeah. You can trust that man a lot more, a lot more than someone's out yeah. of shape. Cause you're yeah. like, you, you know, he's committed. Correct. Yeah. He's committed to changing his body, being the better version of himself. Yeah. And that's what I'm What's weird is a lot of people will make fun of that, will demonize that, guys and girls. Yep. Make jokes about it. It's crazy. Well, you know, that's they're just... It's just insecurity. Correct. And, yeah. They're portraying what they can't have. Yeah. You know? I mean, shoot. Before, well, they can have it. But they, they just, just don't... Re right. They don't want to get it done. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's like, I'll always post my macros and like at least one of the meals I eat a day. Because I'm like, listen, it's not difficult. Yeah. You just read the back of a label and I tell you what you got to fill in there. Yeah. And you just follow it. It's yeah. not difficult. You make it difficult because you play yeah. the victim mentality for everything. Yeah. We have a we have a kid here, Austin. Uh, so once a year, I do a 24-hour live podcast. You got to come back next March. Uh, 24 hours live. I'm in this room. Uh, we have like maybe 35 or 40 guests on. It's the only time where I'll actually zoom in a guest because I just like doing this. I don't like, I could, I probably cut myself short because I could probably get a lot of people on Zoom that yep. that's going to be tough to get them in here, but I'd rather save them for the 24-hour show. So this kid, Austin, he's he's overweight. You know, he's, he's I th George, what did he start at that day? Do you, do you remember? Uh, he was at like 2.30. 2.30. So I said, Austin. 2.38. Next year, we start the 24-hour at 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. Next, on the next 24-hour at 5 a.m., we're going to bring a scale in here. If you step on that scale and you weigh, is it 170? Correct the mundo. If you weigh 170 pounds, I'm going to give you $10,000 in cash. What does he weigh right now? Where is he at right now? He's at 280. Like, I mean, shit, I wish we had a fucking scale right here. You hey, know, straight, it's like, hey, straight up, get him on my freaking program, dude. It's not that hard. Straight up. Well, that's cheating no. now. Hey, no. no, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, Why are you hey, trying to I'm, cost me money? <laughs> I'm going to break it down for you. Yeah. At the highest price point just for my coaching, it's 300 yeah. a month. If you pay for a year, it's two k a month. So you break that down, it's less than two hundred a month. He'd still be up. 8K. He would be up eight k. That ROI is insane. So you, he may need you because that's David, actually a great. Point. I told it the last week. He yeah. was in the little kitchen area here, and he's making a little sandwich. He's putting mayo oh, on it and all this man. shit. I'm like Austin, you're never gonna get there, bro. With all those seed oils too, bro. You better watch. You're out. never gonna get there. <laughs> no, that and that's the whole thing. Once someone, once you pay yeah. someone for coaching, you you are you now are you're feeling pain. Correct. Yeah. And the whole thing too is. 
300 a month is half the price of an in-person trainer in the first place. Yeah. And they don't, they're not even allowed to technically give you nutritional advice. They right. can sell you supplements and they can just tell you, hey, like you just Google, like Google a calculator and just eat that way. But they cannot give you a meal plan. Some gyms might do it, but it's not legal technically. Um, and then on top of that, I'm not just telling you like a, a quick workout program. I'm like, hey, every week we, got, we hop on a call and we fix your vices and problems. We make you a better person. I've had one of my guys, he's um, also in the same affiliate marketing business. He's a media buyer. So all that does is, mm -hmm. all that means is he just runs the traffic on the ads and then he's got like guys that like set it all up for him. So it's easier. All you gotta worry about is just like, you know, what's hot, what to run. Yeah. And so he gets a commission. And so before he started with me, he was wasting time playing video games. Now, I always say that the uh, the grown adult who still plays video games is embarrassing <laughs> because you waste so much time, so much time leveling up in that game just to lose in life. Yeah. Hey, that's a quote. That's fantastic. Yeah. You're leveling up in the game to lose in life. Yeah. And that's straight up. Like, it's crazy. And I come from that exact same perspective because I was 16 years old before I started working out. Mm -hmm. I was super skinny fat. I would be playing Call of Duty in my bedroom. Dude. Just just popcorn and bacon. And like I'd make myself like shakes full of peanut butter and all that stuff. And yep. I was a little chubby, you know? And then I stopped. But then it's not like I ever stopped playing video games. Like I've, I've had phases of it. But I haven't since my daughter was born. I think I yeah. had like one phase where I was like super out of it. I played some video games and I was like, what am I doing? Dude, I used to own a PR firm. This is from 2002 till uh, 2011, let's say, or 2010. And um, I used to play Call of Duty every day, all day. I couldn't, when I was at the office, all I could think about was going home and playing Call of Duty until two, three, four o'clock in the morning. And right? that's it. Then it got to the point where I was like, I don't have to go in the office today. I can just call in for some calls and whatever. And I would just play the game on very low volume and have a headset for calls and, and be taking work calls, oh, man. playing that fucking game. And then finally I was like, I got to stop. I did the exact same thing when I was working at that Seattle job. Yeah. I, I would, I would have a, I'd have three days in the office and the fourth day was a Saturday. So I'd yeah. work Thursday, Friday, Saturday and the Saturday I'd be able to work from home. So I'd be like in between calls. Cause I was a, I was on, I was on call support. Yeah. So I'd be on call and like between calls, I'd be sitting there playing a video game. Yeah. On my, on my I could computer. play 10 to 15 hours a day. Dude. No it was, problem. It was bad. You ever, you ever heard of Skyrim? Yeah, sure. That game, that was <laughs> I never my played life. it, but don't ever. Yeah. Ever. I mean, clearly you're not going to anymore, but I'm just yeah. saying, you know, like that game, one hour in that game in reality has been 10 hours. Yeah. You get sucked into this weird life there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and like, he was, this was his problem too. He was like, hey, I've been like playing video games and like not really doing much with work. I'm like, I'm like making like five to maybe 10 grand a month, you know, I'm just, eh, I'm just coasting. Yeah. And then as soon as he's hopped on the program, he's like, yo, I'm back in the gym. I'm dialed in. I'm forced to like follow the macros. And he's hopping on the call and we're talking about, he's like, I'm going through a rut. I'm like, what are you not doing? He's like, well, I'm not testing this and that. I'm like, well, why aren't you? Ah, I'm just, you, know, you don't want to confess. Mm -hmm. But then we we're, were talking in our group call and he was like, so I stopped playing video games every single day and I made 50 grand last month. Bingo. I was like, hey, pay the man. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have that ROI there, bro. Yeah. You know, like that's the whole thing. Once you start going on the path yeah. of personal development, yeah. you optimize your body, you optimize what you're feeding it, you optimize what you're looking like. Then you start doing what I do in the morning. Mm -hmm. I wake up at 5 a.m. every single morning. I say my gratitudes. I wake up. My daughter still is in her, in her room. I have a pretty big room. She's in the crib. Or now she's two and a half. She starts to complain. So now she sleeps in the middle of the bed. And then she kicks me a few times a night. So like I started putting a pillow between us. I'm like, you know, I sleep with that pillow. So she kicks me. I don't wake up. Yeah. But um, so we're getting her bed by now. Now she's old enough. Yeah. But um, anyway, so. What was I? I, remember, I just, Video games. Uh, yeah. You gotta give them up. I mean, give it's just up. crazy. And if you do give them up, don't replace it with Tinder or Mumble. Yep. That's one thing. Yeah. I didn't realize how much or time. Don't do that. All, all of it. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that. Uh, uh, I didn't realize how much time I wasted when I was single. Just on that shit. Oh, I mean, that's a whole different ball game, you know. Yeah, I tailor everything that I do fits in every single man's vice or mm -hmm. woman's vice because we all have something. Yeah. And the solution to every single one of them is to get to the root of it, understand what it is. Yeah. And then you just chase the perfection of who you are. You're never gonna have it. You're chasing an endless goal, yeah. but you're always waking up hitting that next level. If your goal is I want to hit 100k a month, shoot for a million. Mm -hmm. Even if you hit 10% of that, it's just like Grant Cardone says, 10 exit. Yep. If you fall short, your goal was a billion dollars, made a hundred million, 10 million. Oh no. You know, like what was right. you, right? But you're focusing on doing something big and important. Right. 
And you have to know what that is. If it's chasing women, yeah. just like me, it was the porn, but that leaks into every other aspect, right? Mm -hmm. Chasing women in reality, it's worse. But on the back end too, like my, my wife didn't know the entire time we were married. She just felt something like we'd go, we'd go a while, like wouldn't even have sex for a while just because I was so busy with business. And then it's just like, oh, the time to like, hey, babe, do you want to go mm -hmm. upstairs? You know, it's like, hey, let's go to dinner or whatever. I'm like, I don't got time for this. Just like rub one out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the, yeah. dude, how selfish is that? Yeah. And then when I told my wife that, so like I stopped in around summer of, of, of last year. And then in like December, right before I got my gyno surgery, we we're just like talking. I was like, babe, I just want to let you know. I haven't looked at porn in like four or five months. And she was like, what? But this whole conversation of like five, six hours that night before I went into the surgery. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do you understand that all, all of your friends, all the wives who have, that have husbands, most of them are watching porn. And the wives don't want to ask the question mm -hmm. because they know that it's an embarrassing thing. It's one of those taboo things. Like everyone talks about it in movies and the guys are like, yeah, what's your favorite porn star? And they all make right. jokes about it. But the wives ignore it. They're like, my husband doesn't watch it. It's like, really? Right. You know? And so when she learned that, I was like, just imagine, I'm telling you this because I cured it. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to bring it up ever again. If you ever see us out in public and the girl walks by and I look, just understand I'm not looking at them in a lustful way. I'm just looking at them. Right. Just like I look at a man walk by. Sure. It's natural. It's different. Yeah. It's different because I know internally who I am. Mm -hmm. It's just like when I came I came to Vegas in January for an affiliate marketing event, which is every year it's it's here. Okay. My um mother-in-law's boyfriend, he's like He's a he's an older guy. He's really he's a really um, wealthy guy. He's in uh, car wholesaling and he does car sales and stuff. And so he was he's done his part his rounds of partying in his life. And he's like, oh Vegas, you sure you want to go alone? Like you have a wife and kid. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, no no no, trust me. I'm like, dude, what are you trying to bring out of me? Like I I don't care for women like that. I have a wife. I don't care about drinking. Like and it was funny. I came down here. A lot of the guys know I was coaching, and they were like. They're they're all at the chandelier bar at the Cosmo. They're all ordering drinks. They're like, what do you want? I'm like, I have another bottle of water, please. I don't care. Yeah. Like none of this stuff matters to me. My goal and my mission is to help others get better. Yeah. That's what I'm here for, and that's the whole thing. And so I've gone through all these things, all these like battles between like spiritually and all that. Because anytime you are chasing something, you'll always be met with adversity. For sure. Always. The more aligned you are with your path, there will always be something to try and get you off of that path. But if you are super, you understand that you, this is what the path is, that is when you find true, true, true success. Yeah. When you are able to, doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter. Like I was telling, I've told people plenty of times, I'm like, if I lost everything and I had to move back with my parents and I had to start over again, I can still train people because I know everything it takes. Mm -hmm. But if something was to crazy happen, I could do it. And so... That's the whole thing. That's why I know it's my five-year plus plan, 10-year, 20-year. I'm going to keep doing it because as soon as you like level up from, okay, I get to an age where it's like, yeah, you can't really be a fitness guy. It's like, I'm going to change your entire life because I know what it takes to get a 20-year-old. And it's it's funny because I went to this master, when I went to the mastermind, a lot of the guys are like, oh, let's see what, like, what can you niche down on specifically? Because I'm not just a coach that's like, yeah, my Instagram isn't just full of me doing like, like telling you like, how this is how you can bench press. And right. th this is the best food because this and started argument in the comments about why rice right. is good is bad. Dude, like that's, that's how you get to being a $50 a month app based coach. Yep. I'm 300 a month. That's not even that much money, but because I'm changing people's lives. And so all of my content is around how my family unit is so successful is because I care about my family and everything I do is for them. And I stay disciplined because that is my family. And I want to actually be able to save young guys going down this party pathway, this chasing girls, this chasing money pathway and ignoring their family, cheating on their girls, doing all these stupid things just because it just seems like a normal thing to do. It's like, no, don't live a normal life. Like I, the way I am today, I can help save all these guys because I've been through it already for one. Yeah. And then for two, it's we've been sold a bill of goods. Most of people are just told, stay single till you're 30, date around until you're 30. And then you get to 30 and like, where's your dating pool? Yeah, you get 20 year olds and those girls are like looking at you, you gotta be the breadwinner. What if you're not? Either now at that point, they're chasing you for your money or at the same time, now they just want some kind of security. It's not the same. 
So I don't recommend everyone goes, you're 20 years old, time to get married. Everyone's, everyone's their own. Mm-hmm. I just say, when you're in your younger years, build. And yeah. focus on what your goals are in life. Man, I wish I would have heard all that in my 20s because I fucked off my 20s. I mean, I was successful because I was doing stand-up comedy at the time. Um, So I was making crazy money uh, working 15 minutes a night, you know, 10 times a month. Um, But that's a lot of idle time to get in trouble uh, and fuck the money off, you know. Um, And so I lived my 20s with no purpose. I just lived... Uh, I kind of grew up with a silver spoon in my mouth. My dad was famous. So it's like I didn't have hunger. I didn't have drive. I didn't have work ethic. Um, you know, I wanted to be a baseball player, but I forgot that takes a lot of work. Uh, yeah. And at, once you get outside your bubble of where you grew up, um, there's Latin ball players. <laughs> and and they're really them. fucking good. They are. You know, yeah. and, um, you know, I, I, I kind of, I want to say I wasted my 20s, um, but my life would look completely like I didn't really start. Until I turned 30 working yeah, and you're 29. You're so far ahead of the game. These guys here that work here, George and Travis and Austin, uh, Chase, you know, all, all these guys here. I tell them all the time at the point where they're probably sick of hearing it, but I, it blows my mind. Like he's 24, 20 or just turned 25 just, yeah. and he's got his shit together, man. It's like these, all these kids do like call them kids. It's, I shouldn't even call them kids because they're, they're past that stage. Yeah. And here's one important thing too. I want to note as well. You're 25 years old but you're not screwing up your money. You're not doing this dumb stuff. The one thing, it's funny enough, I kind of, I had so many issues trying to be that 21 year old that just made money. Every Instagram kid that you see was selling courses, doing all this stuff at 21 to 24 years old, they disappear yeah, because they blow it off. It didn't build any kind of foundation. There are some that continue, yes, but most of them don't. Yeah. And I was on that cusp as well. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as I quit my job, um, in June of 2016, the the ride I was doing to make money in affiliate marketing kind of died off. And then by the end of that year, I was I started a drop shipping e-commerce store. And I was drop shipping from China. And I was like, oh, this is a great business now because it's clean, it's what they call white hat. It's it's great. Like it's a business. Not really when you think about it, because you're you're ruled by China. Mm-hmm. So if something happens, which is what happened to me, you're done. So in Q4 of 2016, I was making like five, six, seven K a day net. Wow. Um, and then I went into the dealership to get an Audi R8 and they were like, Hey, I was like, I only want to put 30 K down. And they were like, well, we'll only give you 30. And at the time I was only making that kind of money for like, I started making like a grand a day, two, three, four towards the end of the year. It was like, it was going up a lot, but I didn't think about delays in China. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about all of that. I was just like, I was just seeing numbers and I was yeah. so immature that I was like, I'm just going to get all the stuff I want. Yeah. So we moved downtown and then I got the Audi R8. Within two weeks, it was into January. Sick January. car, by the way. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I want to get a, a 2017 R8 V10 Plus in a couple of years. I, I don't care any right now. Like it's funny. I have we have a, a 2022 Range Rover, and it's way more expensive than my Audi R8 was. But it's just for the family, and it's nice, and I just don't really care yeah. as much. You know, I'm a different part in my life right now. And yeah, at some point I will again, but I'm just not focused on it. You know, I'm focused on just building, building, building. That's it. Yeah. But at that time it was different. And so within two weeks, I got a letter. I got well, my PayPal account that most of the transactions are going through got limited. Mm. And when I went to the dealership, they were like, Hey, yeah, we'll give you 30 K. So I had to, I had to somehow scramble up like set like an extra, like 65, 70 grand to pay for the rest of it. Right. And then all of a sudden I didn't realize my cash flow wasn't as hot. And PayPal held all that money for two weeks. And I was on the phone with my mom. I was like, hey, mom, I might need some help. She's like, what? You return the car. I was like, it's not as easy as that. So how much do you need? It might be 60 grand. She's like, what? <laughs> the thing is, I, don't, I didn't have privilege growing up. I didn't have a right. silver spoon. So I was like, for her, that's like all of her savings. Right. And, and she's like, what, what do we do? I'm like, you know what? I'll figure it out. So I figured it out. Um, but there's always that, that thing. Like if you overextend, you party too much when you're young, it, it'll happen. Yeah. So in any advice, and I was actually like Andy Frisella's podcast this week. He was talking about it on a Q&A. He was like, if you have the ability to make two grand a month doing something, and then you can grow out to three grand a month clean, and then you go to the four, then five, then six, slowly over time, and all of a sudden you're, you're doing podcasting, all of a sudden you're getting clients, all of a sudden now you're making seven grand a month and eight. Just keep pushing it slowly. Mm-hmm. All this fast money leaves just as fast as it came if you cannot 100%. manage it. 100%. And I and I am an, a testament to that. Yeah. It can all go away so freaking quick if you were not on the gas all the time. Yeah. You know, and I went through that and they, they gave me my money back and then I was just like freaking out and they, they 
all that stuff always happens. But one piece of advice, if you are young, just be smarter. Don't try and chase the shiny object mm -hmm. because you can do that in your 30s. No one cares when you're 20. It's only for like the two, three people on your Instagram you just wanted to impress. Right. I'm I'm Ukrainian, and so all the people in our community are like they, they like they they finance the crap out of their BMW M3s and do all that stuff just to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, they blow all their money and they're always stuck in debt 24/7. And so I always tell everyone, just be smart. And so yeah. my mother-in-law's boyfriend was like, you're not even 30 years old yet. And like, look at all this you, you've done and accomplished. Like I've made money, I've lost money, I've gone up, I've gone down. I've just been through so much. And it's like, come through so many crossroads in life. I've been through a lot. I'm not even 30 yet. Yeah. And so I look at 30 and beyond. I'm like, dude, this is going to be epic. Yeah. If I can be, like I said, I when I started podcasting, mentor was like, get on podcasts. You have to network with these higher level guys and get on here and share your story and talk to them and network. And this is how everything grows. The whole thing is the journey is just beginning. Yeah, for sure. And I was afraid to get on my first Zoom to do a podcast in like February. And it was like one of my this friends. This past February? My first podcast is in February. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy, man. Yeah. And I was like, I was like learning my story. And then, I mean, it's only been, it's been six months. And I was like, you know what? I got to get in person somewhere. I was like, if I'm going to get anywhere in person, I was like, it's funny. I was like looking at like Rolo and all these guys. I'm like yeah. someday. Yeah. And then, then Daverick popped up on one of their podcasts. And then I was telling you, I went on, and I was like, I got to start cold DMing some guys. Like yeah. I really want to like see like, are these guys genuine? Or are they going to be like, like jerks? And they're like, ah, who is this kid? I'm like, yeah. Well, what happens if you never take a chance? Right. You'll never know. Right. Like Christopher yesterday just took a chance because he happened to see a message late last night. Daver told me to message him. Mm -hmm. And then this morning he's like, hey, 1030. And I was, I was reading this at nine in the morning. I was like, I, I'm waiting for the car and I'm going to grab some Starbucks real quick and get some like get my food. But I'll be there. It, and it happened. And I was like, I was only coming here for yours and Steve's podcast. Right. That's it. And just to come here, too, for me was like, oh, man. But I've had a lot of podcasts like online under my belt so like i know how things flow yeah but this in person couldn't have happened like you said in the very beginning without the power of social media it's wild sticking your neck out there you don't know what's possible like yeah. the person who's listening to this right now if i can change your life if you are lost right now you don't know where to go i can help you realign get fit get disciplined make your girl respect you again if she doesn't right now it is not difficult you gotta man up Mm -hmm. straight up yeah man this was great man i'm so glad you i'm glad you slid into the dm and uh let's do this again sometime i'm gonna have to yeah man yeah. anytime anytime you're in town there's tons of shows here too i mean you know there's, there's a whole bunch we could pop you on so uh yeah i can't wait yeah cool man all right gang um that's a wrap for this one george carmona's taking a photo of us right now a little instagram video. i like it i like it and, oh, yeah, and maybe and then he's gonna end the show like whenever he feels like pushing that button he's just gonna like push the yep cool 